0: and welcome to shortcomings a sex in the city podcast where we dive into every episode of sex in the city the two movies and of course and just like that i am your host samantha bush and we are obviously joined by chris lewis today hi chris
1: hi who is the royal we we are joined by
0: we i don't know i don't know why i said that you, mean
1: you and all the listeners are joined i'm yeah. joining all of you in yeah, this I sacred think. space
0: i don't know why i said that yeah that was Should've... a
1: bit off stick to Join the script this...
0: Should we start over?
1: No, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, well, hello, shorties. We hope you guys all had a wonderful Christmas. This is coming to you two days, three days after Christmas. When is Christmas Sunday?
0: Christmas is Sunday, which so I today, thought it was Saturday the whole week.
1: Today is Friday, yeah, Christmas Eve. Eve, we're going to mm-hmm. get this to you though right after. And look, you know what you're not getting is a Family Stone episode. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it appears that, that that's not happening.
1: You were like, we'll have time. I was like, I'm going to leave this in her court. And I know for a fact she's never once going to reach out.
0: <laughs> I forgot. I simply <laughs> forgot.
1: I was like, we don't have time. We won't do it. But you know what? If she's but proactive. let's see
0: what she. <laughs> if okay.
1: she's proactive. No, no, no. Because I've already watched it this holiday season. So I'm good. I was like, I can get on the mic at any moment.
0: I know. And I really just, wow, I really dropped the ball
1: there. Yeah, you really did. But I I, knew you would. This podcast
0: wouldn't happen if Chris wasn't doing it. True. Like, it it just wouldn't. I'm not an organized person.
1: I dropped some shorties. I dropped the shorties, some thoughts on Instagram about the Family Stone. Just that Mm -hmm. on my most recent watch, that home, that home is so ugly. I mean, the exterior is gorgeous.
0: I was going to say, I was like, it looks beautiful, but the inside, you mean?
1: Yeah, the production designer heard uh, from the director make the home lived in and really took that very seriously.
0: It's lived in.
1: There are knickknacks every which way. Not one table isn't covered in things. There's a MacBook in the kitchen. On a full desk. oh,
0: like a full like um monitor. desktop
1: MacBook, yeah, with that big ass. I think probably um, what would, I guess it was that the actual computer that thing. The you know monitor? what I'm talking about? No, that thing that would be like underneath your.
0: Oh monitor, yeah, yeah.
1: That's probably sitting on the floor. It's like that home is so disgusting.
0: It really is, if you think about it. Like it is beautiful but also chaotic and really immense.
1: And I don't think they have enough Christmas decorations up the Stone family. They're all so awful, um, with the exception of my King Ben. On this last rewatch, I was very attracted to Luke Wilson. In a way, I've never been attracted to him in anything else.
0: Have you ever been attracted to him in the Family Stone before?
1: No. Also, this was a
0: whole new journey for you.
1: When he was gyrating his dick in her face in those gray sweatpants, you know, when she's in the car and he's like, pushing his dick i've actually never even noticed it before how much he's put he's like thrusting his dick in her face and i wished it was me
0: wow okay
1: when he gets out of the shower and also amy is such a bitch like she lives in town Uh and yet is staying at the house and the brother and his husband have to stay at the end makes no sense
0: and they and well they don't have a baby yet
1: no, but they, I think they're they standing do. that... Yeah, it, it might make sense when they have a baby that they want their <laughs> own different space. I think the sister who's pregnant is sleeping on the couch.
0: Yeah, and you know how I feel about her.
1: Well, I mean, that's just... I
0: hate her in everything.
1: Ava is an unfortunate character. Every...
0: Oh, my God. I fucking hate her. Elizabeth
1: Reeser is...
0: Yeah, I'm sorry to a, Elizabeth. She's to listening.
1: That So that's the most I really, guys, you guys are going to get on the Family Stone this year. So maybe next year... Maybe we'll drop into another movie in the SJP filmography. Mm-hmm. Maybe a New Year's.
0: Maybe evening. we'll do. I don't know how she does it.
1: I can never watch that movie again. <laughs> it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Maybe we'll do Failure to Launch.
0: Failure to Launch. <laughs> I love Failure to Launch.
1: And get just get back into the reconnaissance of it all.
0: It's so good, and she looks beautiful in that movie.
1: Beautiful. I mean, she's she's stunning. She I'm really is. SJP. Tabitha, Marion, and the other one, James Wilkie. A great holiday season. Who's James Wilkie? Her son, James oh. Wilkie. Mar- M- Marion and Tabitha. Thank you.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: And of course, Matthew Broderick.
0: Yeah,
1: no. yeah, I don't really know no, about I am, although I have very attracted to him in the eighties.
0: Well, he was very. He had a very different energy about him then.
1: And I've seen him on stage, and he's quite droll. But I love, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of charisma, which is strange, Mm. because that is, like, the area in which he has excelled the most.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: Well, back to whatever we were talking (laughs) about before, which is that we hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. Yes,
0: a wonderful Christmas. Whatever holiday you celebrate, we hope you had a wonderful time. And I hope everybody stayed safe.
1: Stayed safe. I hope you all are still in the throes of a long holiday hangover and just Mm -hmm. resting right into the new year. Ugh. And we hope to keep bringing you all more chaos and...
0: Laughs.
1: Is this the last episode of 2022 for them? Yeah. Yeah, we'll record one more in this shit year, but for them...
0: (laughs) Yeah. This year really was like ups and downs for me. Like so many ups, so many downs.
1: I think mine was just downs. I don't think I had one up this year. 2022 (laughs) has shaken me like a rattle. Like a Tiffany's rattle.
0: Like a Tiffany's rattle. And that's the perfect segue to get into this episode.
1: Yeah, we are covering this week, season four, episode seven, Time and Punishment. So let's start with a little episode synopsis. Carrie deals with Aiden's punishment of her past crimes. Charlotte takes the leap and leaves her career. Samantha's bush becomes a problem for her new suitor. And Miranda's on one, this one. She doesn't really even have a plot. Like, she's just calling people and screaming.
0: (laughs) No, she screams the whole episode. She really does. She's definitely giving rambo but in like a more like
1: but through the lens of miranda
0: yes yes exactly (laughs) Exactly.
1: this i don't know this episode it's focused on like forgiveness and relationships and whether or not it's possible to move on Mm -hmm. and i want to hear the monologue and then break down as to whether or not this theme even really fits most of what's happening in this episode
2: okay (laughs) okay Later that day, I got to thinking about relationships and partial lobotomies, two seemingly different ideas that might just be perfect together, like chocolate and peanut butter. Think how much easier it would all be if there was some swift surgical procedure to whisk away all the ugly memories and mistakes and leave only the fun trips and special holidays. But until that day arrives, what to do? rely on the same old needlepoint philosophy of forgive and forget and even if a couple can manage the forgiveness has any ever really conquered the forgetness can you ever really forgive if you can't forget
1: is forgetness a word
0: forgetness is most definitely not a word
1: okay i was like why wouldn't she just say just say conquer the forgetfulness like and.
0: Maybe she likes the the way it flows better. Forgetness.
1: Ugh, uh, you know, Carrie yeah, really takes some. Carrie's Car- gonna do whatever the fuck she yeah, wants. Yeah, Carrie's
0: gonna carry when it comes to the, her writing. Um, I actually like this monologue.
1: I I really enjoyed the the music behind it.
0: Oh, me too. It was.
1: <laughs> I don't know why they picked it, or do you think they get that music the same way we got our theme song? They yes. just like go to like. Free music.org and then just mm-hmm. type in time and punishment
0: yeah <laughs> exactly um I like this monologue because I actually this is something I think I'm struggling with currently in my life actually it's like forgiveness but then the, also the forgetness because it's like you can maybe forgive someone but like you just don't really ever forget what they did to you and then you're like well then am I not forgiving them
1: Oh, see, I'm really good at that. I forgive and forget really easily.
0: I usually do, but I'm in a situation right now where I don't know if I can.
1: Would you like to share, elaborate further for the listeners? So
0: I'm struggling with a friend right now, and I don't think she's a friend anymore. And Is you know, she a listener?
1: She may not be a friend, but is she a listener? She's Could we most give her a...
0: definitely not a listener. Okay, so we can't um, give her a plea here to no, no, work no. on herself? No. Um, and it's just like, I'm struggling, and, you know, I don't know. So, I... <sighs>
1: You're also a big per You are very. And I think this can be both a good quality and a bad quality. Oh, I can't wait to hear you are internalized. So I think a problem also for you is probably um, rebuilding resentment. Yeah. Whereas as I can't, I think the reason I'm able to forgive and forget pretty easily is, as I am not someone who builds resentment and then oh. blows up. It's just like, here is how I feel in this moment. So I don't really have to deal with like long harbored resentments. I wish so it's much easier for me to forgive people because I'm like, well, I kind of checked it in the moment.
0: See, I'm so bad at that. I'm so bad at checking. And that's not moment. good. That's
1: not always a good quality either. Listen, Check
0: it's not, there's in bad event. and good and all yeah. of it. And, uh, so it was like really interesting that this was the episode we were watching because I was like, wow, like I'm actually dealing with this right now and I I don't know if you can really forgive and forget if you can't forget.
1: But in terms of this theme though, how does oh, this the fit theme. into any of the other storylines?
0: It only fits into Carrie's
1: and it tech- fits into
0: Miranda's a little bit, being able does to it? forgive being able to forgive and forget Carrie for being a bad friend. <laughs>
1: Uh, but the, but see, but they don't really play that up enough. <clears throat> they don't. Like they that really she has don't have to forgive her because she's no. just kind of like whatevs, Okay. And are
0: we fine. supposed to think that Samantha has to forgive and forget about the man calling her, her out for Harry Bush?
1: I guess. Is that her path <laughs> I of think forgiveness?
0: That was her path of forgiveness. And Charlotte And who does Charlotte I mean,
1: have to forgive? Some she I guess, Miranda? She doesn't, she doesn't because at the end she the plot the plot line kind of ends, spoiler alert. Yeah. That um She's going to prove Miranda wrong. So it's not like she's, she isn't forgiven or forgotten.
0: No, it's like, she's almost like vengeful.
1: (laughs) She's like. So I just didn't, I love this theme. I just wish they had strung it together with all the girls a bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think overall in just in life and in general, you can, I think, forgive someone without forgetting what they've done because I think it's impossible to think you can ever forget what someone's done to you. Yeah. Um, well, and I will say what Carrie describes is the plot of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So when she's like, what if there was a way we could just forget? It's like, yeah, we we did that. The Kaufman, did, was, <laughs> was he inspired by this episode? <laughs> and it didn't go well there either, sweetie. Right. For uh, Joel Barish and Clementine. <laughs> I don't know what holiday movie that I don't know if that movie's a holiday movie, but I'll be revisiting don't, it over the I don't year. think
0: it's I don't think it's a holiday movie. I think I'm
1: gonna watch that on New Year's Eve. Start,
0: okay. start my year out. You know what is cons- I consider a holiday movie?
1: Oh lord, when Heron and in the, the
0: movie. It's a New Year's Eve movie.
1: It has a New Year's Eve scene, but I would say it's not a p- I, I guess, and here we go again with this fucking diehard conversation. The internet can. Buckle oh the my fuck god! Up.
0: Like bury it already.
1: <laughs> I, I think for me the point it, to be a holiday movie, okay. it has to be the pivotal scene is in fact on the holiday or hinges on it. So when Harry Met Sally works to me as a New Year's Eve movie because
0: because so much happens on New Year's Eve
1: of the, the kind of biggest moment, the climax of the movie mm-hmm. of it is the is New Year's Eve and this right. idea of kissing. So you want to start with the person you love all of a sudden. Yeah, what he's talking about in that movie.
0: Oh, my God. I just watched it last week and I cried for the hundredth time watching it.
1: I know people love it. I'm I you've got male girl. Good. Yeah. So, I don't know if Sex and the City is a holiday movie. I mean, I watch we'll it. We'll put up a poll. Will you? Okay, I'm going to leave that to you and poll. we'll see if it happens.
0: Let me write it down.
1: You don't know when this episode comes out usually. You're always like Yes, what?
0: I do. Yes, I do.
1: So, you're going to remember this this that this comes out
0: Put up
1: is sexness do you need are you waiting for me to read it out to you
0: no i'm writing it put up sex and city pool christmas movie
1: no new year's eve you live oh new
0: year's (laughs) new year's eve movie father god in heaven (laughs) okay sorry all All right
1: right. (laughs) let's get into the girls yeah and let's start with the one who, to me, has the most inconsequential storyline, and that's Miranda, because she doesn't have her own storyline.
0: Samantha's storyline is bigger?
1: It is at least independent and its own story, whereas okay. some, Miranda is just kind of intersecting and everyone else is popping in like the fucking Joker, just crazy, causing chaos. <laughs> she really is. She's really such a chaotic... <laughs> All she wants to do is see the really, world burn. She's, she's out of tor- control. She's a
0: tornado of just, like, of, of anger and, like, just she's resentful
1: yeah she oh her resentments have built
0: yeah she's internalized
1: um for sure what we do learn about miranda is is that since the last episode when she had that man's ass in her face she has since run the marathon and it has Mm -hmm. broken her body
0: truly her body is breaking down it is
1: a broken palace like that claire dane's movie that has scared me about international travel for my entire life
0: what Claire Danes movie?
1: You've never seen Broke Down Palace?
0: Never even heard of it.
1: It is... Did I... No, now I'm worried I made it up. <laughs> Wait, let's do a quick Google. Boop, 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 hold on, everyone. Broke Down Palace, 1999 29. film. Okay. Starring Claire Danes and Kate Beckinsale. And I believe it is about wow. two young girls who are, like, traveling and...
0: This sounds like Taken.
1: I want to say one of them loses their passport. Well, I, now that I think of it, I do feel like it's just these white women's fault. Like, I think they just don't have their passports.
0: Yeah, and they look like to be in prison.
1: Um, but they get stuck in a broke-down palace. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it is terrifying.
0: Okay, so that's essentially what Miranda is.
1: She, her her body, Claire Danes and Kate Beckinsale are trapped in Miranda's broke-down palace. <laughs> yeah. But I do just want to hear this kind of classic Sex and the City scene, the fight in the kitchen, and we can chat about that because I felt like it kind of lives outside of this episode in our cultural memory also. So let's give it its due and then move on to the other
2: girls. He never came over last night. He said he would, but he didn't, and I called him this morning. He said that he thought that come over meant today, not last night you know what this is bullshit yeah that's what i think
3: No, you you are bullshit you and your bullshit cheer me up bagels they're just a decoy so you could talk about aiden look you didn't even bring cream cheese
2: i got the good bagels it's bad
3: enough you send your boyfriend to help me when i call you but now the bullshit bagels so what are you saying you don't want one if you fell or something I would never send my boyfriend to help you. And yes, I know, I don't have a boyfriend. What's the
2: problem? Aiden's better in a crisis than I am. I can't even remember your cream cheese. He saw me naked. Your boyfriend saw me
3: naked on the floor lying on a bath mat. Did he tell you that?
2: No, he's a gentleman. Well, he did. All right, I get it. I'm sorry. I will never send a boyfriend to do my job again. Do you want it toasted? If... I still even have a boyfriend. He's having an affair with a waitress at Scout. Just because you cheated
3: on him does not mean he would cheat on you. I'm going to burn your bagel. Don't. Well, if he hasn't, it's just a matter of time. He's not having an affair. Aiden isn't like that. He's a good
0: guy.
2: Yeah. He's the good guy, and I'm the bad guy. And the bad guy just has to take it, right? I mean... (laughs) You should have seen the way he was acting in front of me. He's torturing me because of what I did to him. And and I deserve it. I deserve it, right? I shrug, but it
1: hurts.
0: Got any jelly? Wow.
1: Why do we all love this scene so much?
0: Because... I feel like it's really relatable. It kind of is just like, remember that episode of girls when they all go to the beach house and they're all just like yelling at each other and how much they all really actually hate each other, but yet they're you all in my friends? life. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. Shout out to my friends who are listening.
0: Um. Yeah.
1: You know who you are.
0: It just kind of reminds me of that a little bit. And Miranda's just like, Carrie, you did a bad thing. And like, people don't have to get over that and that I doesn't al- make them bad people either.
1: I also think right we all love it because it is really the first time textually we're seeing someone call a carry out. Yeah. bitch like, you came over here just to talk about Eden. Like do she's not miss
0: obsessed remember like, when said that Like do not pretend
1: do not pretend you didn't bring these ba- like you didn't even have the wherewithal to bring cream cheese. Like who brings anyone just bagels? Like that is actually batshit insane. Not no, even not butter. <laughs> to
0: like, go to a go to a bagel shop and get bagels and like not order cream cheese is actually really bizarre. You know?
1: Yeah, and I do want to say to those who are watching on YouTube, because I've heard from some of you, that's where your preferred medium. Any, I am dog sitting currently, so anytime I'm looking down in anger or con- confusion, uh-huh. it's not anything Sam is saying. It's the dog.
0: Are people saying that? That's no
1: I just mean in general if they're watching that is oh. what just happened I looked down and confusion.
0: oh you weren't like looking at me it wasn't like, be, like,
1: it wasn't like what you were saying it was that the dog was presenting me with a treat and I was like I don't want that
0: oh that's so nice
1: so I had to take it and throw it and went, get out of here <laughs> um so that's a little sneak peek to what's going on off frame <laughs>
0: <laughs> well and then also just Miranda's just like you're my friend I don't care that Aiden Aiden is better in a crisis. Like you're my friend,
1: but I will say no. But
0: I to- also feel bad because Carrie like genuinely had a meeting with her editor, like.
1: I- and not to defend Carrie, but because she is not aware that Miranda would like she doesn't have the information of what made that interaction mortifying.
0: Right. That's so, like, true.
1: Aiden, so when she says Aiden is a gentleman, he didn't tell me I do fault Aiden there because that is a really critical piece of like if if I had asked a friend to help another friend mm-hmm. and they came back and said, oh, I helped her. I took her to the like um, chiropractor and everything's kind of fine. Yeah. then I wouldn't necessarily feel the need. I might send like a follow-up text or just be like, oh, okay, I hope everything's good. Or I think, mm-hmm. oh, I just will, you know, the next time I see them, make sure to check in or do what Carrie did, which is, oh, I'm going to stop by and bring bagels. Yeah. Without the critical piece of information that um, I had to pick her up off the floor fully nude as she clung oh, to her bathrobe, her bath mat, I too would just walk through life. Like...
0: <laughs> That I mean So Aiden you're is an making asshole. Points. Like you're Aiden, making points.
1: I would have been like, hey, so just as an FYI, I i Miranda and I might never be able to be around each other because I cradled her fully nude.
0: Literally saw her butt cheeks. Like <laughs> that's so embarrassing.
1: So I don't know. Just and we'll get into why Aiden is the worst. But
0: Oh my was- God.
1: This is just an amazing sex in the city scene. And while Cynthia Nixon does not have much to do in this episode, she makes a feast alarm. out of what they give her because Absolutely. her on that floor. Oh, ow,
0: ow, 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 ow! I know. I know and she's so embarrassed but she's also so good with the Charlotte stuff like you know what I mean like she really makes her mark on this episode. And
1: I think she makes picking that bath mat up as physically funny as you Mm -hmm. can. I feel like you get a lot of her theater work there. She's like I think she's doing a lot of scene the way she grabs it the way she keeps her mouth also covered. So her Mm -hmm. everything she's saying to him is slightly muffled. Mm -hmm. Did he have to dress her you think? to take her to see someone
0: shut up I didn't like what think that.
1: everything that oh, happens she- post like him carrying her out that to me is even more mortifying he probably had to throw her on the bed get us get pants <gasps> up her legs a top over her that is carry so that's her- so
0: that's so embarrassing oh my I just god we, I didn't even think of that and you know that it was just like good silence good in the cab like on the way to the chiropractor just dead silence like we're not talking
1: yeah like I am rather be dead than be with Aiden Shaw which is how I feel every day
0: oh my god we'll get into it we'll get into it
1: So shout out to Cynthia Nixon. Mm. If any of the shorties know her, come on the pod, Cynthia. She honestly maybe is the one of the four of them I would be the most interested to speak to.
0: Why is that?
1: Well, A, I just think her career is so large and I would be interested to hear just, and to me, she's the most, not that all four of them are amazing and great actresses. I think she's the most, actorly of them all Mm -hmm. and so i would be so interested to talk to her of like where do you see miranda in your career like certainly she's the most um prolific character she's ever played Mm -hmm. but how like what was it like to navigate and deal with the writers and certain storylines you might have been given that maybe, you know, you didn't love, or you did Mm -hmm. really love. Or you look
0: back on like differently now. Yeah.
1: Like I, I, I'm deep into rewatching season 10 of Grey's Anatomy and I watched this little thing with Sandra Oh, and she talked about how doing episodic television was difficult for her because it's such a job every single day, 12, 14, 16 hour days, and so you start to be able to fight for one one storyline. And within that storyline, it might be spread between four episodes. And really, it's mm-hmm. three scenes. And how she fought with the writers and really worked with them to get it. And I could see Cynthia Nixon being that kind of actor. Like, how yeah. did she investigate the role of Miranda and create this really great character out of what is on the page for all three of the other women fairly... And and necessarily so, one-dimensional characters, right? Like, they're supposed to be the colors that Carrie is Mm -hmm. responding to. Like, I'm the sexy one. I'm the cynical one. I'm the optimistic one. Mm -hmm. How did she find the layers within that character? Particularly early on when she was just sitting there eating a chicken wing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Wow. I mean, that was really well put. And I need her on the pod immediately. Who
1: you know would you like to talk? I think you would like to talk to just Kim Catrol, because you want the mess. <laughs>
0: of course. <laughs> of course. Um, I honestly, you know who I would really want to talk to?
1: Mario Cantone.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. But also I would really love to talk to John Corbett.
1: <laughs> He's never coming on this podcast and if he hears like, what we've said about him.
0: And just be like, so what do you think?
1: What do you think of Aiden? Right, do you so like him? Do you-, do you want her to be with Big? Like, what? Like, how do you feel? I'm trying to think, there was a show. I was there was say, a. Sh- we should get
0: Chris Chris Noth on the pop.
1: And, well, I think he's. Um, I think we could get him if you just dialed him up. He's not yeah, working.
0: I- <laughs> Out of work currently. There
1: was a show or something with a threesome and, and like a love triangle, and both of the men were like, "We're rooting for the other one." Like, and I can't remember what show it was, but it was like a very popular, like, I want to say maybe it was like that. And I never finished these movies. The Hunger Games?
0: Never seen it. Never seen it. Only a, saw the first frame. one and
1: then just turned it off. Like, I can't do this. Read all. I
0: know. Like, I wasn't I wasn't into all of that. I wasn't a Twilight girl. I wasn't a And yet like, you hard. saw
1: Avatar 2?
0: Oh, my God. I loved Avatar. That piece
1: of shit movie. No,
0: it's really great.
1: I, I, I It's set really a,
0: beautiful. I, I set just,
1: a new rule: I will not see movies over three hours long. I simply yeah, it do was
0: it. three hours and twelve minutes, and it was one of the longest movies I've there ever. There was something seen. I
1: wanted to see recently. Looked it up, saw so it was three hours and seven minutes long, and said, "Miss me with that?" I, I will be say, at home,
0: there is no need for
1: a movie to be over two and a half hours. I would. I want every movie to be ninety minutes
0: exactly. Like I, I want to be in, in and out. out exactly.
1: All right, let's talk about. Samantha
0: oh my god this I love this
1: so she's running through the streets shopping and she meets Brad what did you think Ooh, of Brad?
0: I'm obsessed with Brad he's so like you so direct charmed? no but, but, but uh, he Brad was
1: uncharmed right he was a he was a, a star of charmed for the early seasons of show with I've seen every episode uh, shockingly what I, you know I was a WB boy
0: <gasps> yeah the Gilmore I was a Warner you-
1: brother are you- okay.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, I was a Warner Brother, straight up in the family.
0: Did you watch um the superhero show? What superhero? The wh- it show? was like oh uh, Smallville. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not every episode, but I I dropped down into but Smallville, you- Tom Well you know, Nexium. <gasps> Unfortunately. Oh, I about that. Yeah. About Alice. That was uh, my connection to Nexium. Of course. So <laughs> upsetting. I <laughs> haven't seen those new episodes Maybe I'll take those down over the holiday also
0: Chris they're it's crazy season two. <laughs> They're fucking crazy
1: Might have to take those up uh, I,
0: I One of my I, I know Naxium is like horrible Um, Just one of my favorite things Is like that he was obsessed with volleyball I find it so funny oh,
1: What was his name Oh my god the Nexium guy and everyone Rainier. was talking Rainier um Greg. wasn't it like he has like a really normal name?
0: Yeah. It's like Matt.
1: It's like Matt Rainier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he loved volleyball.
1: Fucking monster. <laughs> so
0: insane. But yeah, but okay. no, I
1: was a Warner Brother, so I watched every episode of Charmed, Buffy okay. was my jam, Angel, Gilmore. Scene-
0: they really loved, like, supernatural type of scene- stuff.
1: But then it would be, like, on a fresh episode of Buffy, she's taking down demons, followed by Seventh Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, this is a strange dichotomy to take.
0: Yeah, and remember that frog?
1: Well, we've the spoken WB of that frog, frog before. Michigan J Frog.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: when you thought that frog that, that racist frog Yeah. That beat I thought he speech. looked like
0: that one guy. Yeah. Um anyway.
1: It, it, well, yeah, where oh Brad. We're
0: talking about
1: Brad. So um back to Brad. Back my charming. Um I I don't know. I really enjoyed their meeting and then that it cuts to them just fucking.
0: Fucking. Like and she looked like she was enjoying herself.
1: Uh, but again, she's got a full bra on. And I'm like, oh, are women wearing bras while they have sex? Yes. I just feel like, don't you want everything to be free? Or is no, it just purely a aesthetic? Bra... Like, you just want to keep that sexiness?
0: Yeah, sometimes a bra, depending on the bra, I mean, you know, you don't want to be wearing, like. If well, you don't even you... wear bras. I really don't wear bras ever. I... But if I do, it's like, and I would keep it on during sex because it kind of makes you feel a little sexy.
1: So you would put a bra on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, you are having one You're like, if I'm gonna be fully nude, I gotta keep a bra on.
0: I gotta have a bra on. Yeah. Um yeah, and maybe like she likes to only wear bras with men that she doesn't know that well.
1: That's true. And it's like
0: a chance of like cover covering her up.
1: But then he gives her a little bit of a note And let's hear it and then talk about an acting choice Brad made That made me sick to my stomach
3: Wish I knew the name of that cab driver I'd send him a bottle of wine or something (laughs) That was really great You're a wild man Yeah, hey, um Speaking of wild It's getting a little too wild down there Might be time for a wax See you soon
2: It's my week between waxes, I have three errant hairs, and this asshole thinks I'm George of the jungle. Well, that's horrifying. And you should see the bush on him. I need a weed whacker just to find his dick. Would you please keep it down? We're on the Upper East Side. Men, we have to run to Helga the hot waxer every other week, but them? How would they like it if we told them to shape their heads, trim their trunk, plant their bulbs? I'm sorry, we are talking about gardening, aren't we? And don't get me started on his back hair. Okay, please. Hey, wait a second. Pete has to go.
1: So the little moment that made me sick when is when he pulls his, he pulls her oh. hair out of his teeth. And it's just like, can you take care of that down there? It's like, blah.
0: Is that what he was doing?
1: He, well, he's saying like, oh, she, like, he just went down on her and he's telling her to like,
0: right, I never get it together, together. And together. he's
1: like literally picking things out of his teeth. I was like, this is blech.
0: Oh my god, I didn't even put that together.
1: And then he kisses her, which I'm fine with, but I was just like, Can you just wait like or fully brush your teeth or grab like a toothpick or something? But it's the fact that he's using his hands have... to like pick at his teeth. I was like, Oh, this guy's gross.
0: Yeah, but I did have to laugh. I mean, he was direct. He was like, Babe, you're hot, but
1: the bush is just But as she said it was three or four Aaron Hairs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do also think it's weird, not to like be dark. Oh uh, well, I...
1: Here comes her internalized misogyny.
0: No, 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 no. I, I mean, I hope not. I, <laughs> I just think it's weird when men like want like it all to be gone. I because it's well, giving like little girl.
1: I feel that everyone I guess I, I don't know. Maybe this is just a thing again with being a gay man. I have never cared about what anyone's like hair down there looks like. Mm hmm. It's just like be it wild, be it mildly tamed. I guess I would prefer it not to be fully gone.
0: Yeah, that it's
1: that to disgusting. me seems like fucking weird. Like, no, yeah, you're uh, right. Chris if I ever so saw a man weird. where it was fully, will you have you ever seen a man who everything was gone? Yes, Balls And two? I hated it. Balls too.
0: Everything was gone. Ass crack? I didn't get. I didn't get down there, but <laughs> I'm assuming he spread those cheeks and got to work because every hair was gone and i had to have a talk with him about it actually hmm. i said i was like
1: this i don't like that best. yeah i was like
0: i don't like that yeah and he was like you don't i was like no girl if, was
1: that his voice was he also very eager <laughs> you don't
0: <laughs> well i think like men are just surprised like women really most women really don't want that I don't know why anyone
1: would want something to be fully hairless.
0: Yeah, it's very weird. It's giving like little. Except maybe your head.
1: Although now I'm concerned about bald men being cheaters. Everyone watched Real Housewives of Miami.
0: Oh yeah, but we won't get into it here. No, we won't talk about that here
1: um so i however didn't love the end of this storyline where somehow the resolution to this is that Samantha has to get on her knees and shave him and he's like look yeah. how big my dick is and we see his pubes fall on the floor this whole episode this whole storyline was giving like <laughs> i just kept wanting to, like vomit like when his little pubes dropped to the floor i was like that is not funny to me that's just gross i did enjoy seeing his little butt. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love when they show a man's butt on the show, as you know.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, shout out to our first ass, Peter.
0: Oh, yeah. He was he was our first butt cheeks.
1: I know. And what I'll an ass to start it. us with. I'll never forget where I was. I know. You never forget your first.
0: You never. That's so true. It's so true.
1: Well, I feel I have. No, I haven't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> shout out to him. I know he listens on occasion. <laughs>
0: The, the first man's butt that you ever saw?
1: Oh, no. I meant podcast? like the first man I slept with.
0: Listen to this podcast? hmm What?
1: On occasion.
0: Do you talk?
1: On occasion. We email. Oh. You know, I keep people around. You really do. Okay. Let's get into Charlotte. So yeah. They're at brunch, and first and foremost, I have no less than t- 13 notes.
0: Oh, please, go ahead. About
1: something that changed has changed the trajectory of my week after I watched this episode. Charlotte's caprese looks delicious.
0: Oh, the tomatoes. I did notice that, too.
1: <laughs> I've eaten so many fucking caprese's and burrata's. Since I watched this episode, because they I look just, fresh, I was like, I gotta get a burrata, I gotta get a caprese, I gotta have a caprese sandwich. I'm like, gotta just salt some tomatoes.
0: Yeah, I love I've a been, tomato sandwich. I've
1: been cutting up tomatoes and just salting them. It's like it, 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 this episode changed my life. Her order.
0: I mean, honestly, like I noticed it too. Like she was cutting up those tomatoes, and I was like, wow, that looks
1: great. And it's such a Charlotte order.
0: Such a Charlotte order.
1: And so she shares with the girls that she's decided to leave work after Trey has mentioned it. And she's planning to focus on becoming a mother, redecorating the apartment, uh, women of wealth activities. Yes. Wow activities, such as um, volunteer work at the hospital and glazing bowls. Yeah. And the girls are not supportive.
0: I don't think... I think she lost them when she said Trey suggested. I, I think she really lost them with that.
1: I the, And the other thing I just wanted to know, I think Carrie's actually does a very good job here, whereas Miranda's just an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> is that she says, but you love your job. Yeah. Like, that she's keeping it about Charlotte mm-hmm. and not attacking her marriage or her choices. She's just saying, well, one of the things you decided is, is that you, or you we know about you, is, is that you love working at the gallery. And I just thought that was a nice way of um, interrogating someone's choice, of just saying, well, isn't this also true about you? hmm But... I think that the show, though, right, we talked about how maybe, not maybe, but definitely Carrie missing Aiden hasn't been laid into fruition. Like, we don't see it before Mm -hmm. it happens. I think in a very textual way, the show did a good job of making us preparing us for this because we haven't had a charlotte related to work storyline in quite some time yeah Whereas that was a really big part of her early season life and so we've even seen that in some ways she is giving less and less to work and focus more on trey so that this doesn't come as this big like wait what we just had a whole storyline where you met this new artist or the girls went to your gallery opening right we haven't been to mm-hmm. the gallery since we met maria and, no, even, true. And, and even, even that, before
0: then Like there really wasn't much
1: And even that Maria thing was in passing You don't get a sense of Charlotte's connection To Maria in the same way you did About with her with the guy who painted her pussy <laughs> Yeah <laughs> At the end of the day that's what we saw I don't know how else to put it And then she just like had it up there for display and told all the girls, there's mine.
0: Painted her pussy. She's lived. She's lived a life.
1: But then, and who knew we were going to get so many iconic <laughs> moments in this one episode?
0: Oh, I know.
1: She calls Miranda afterwards and calls her. 8 a.m. Fuck out.
0: Hello.
3: You were so judgmental at the coffee shop yesterday. Excuse me? You think I'm one of those women. What? One of what women? One of those women we hate who just works until she gets married. Charlotte, it's 8.15. That's not a response. It's an 8.15 in the morning response. The women's movement is supposed to be about choice. And if I choose to quit my job, that is my choice. The women's movement? Jesus Christ, I haven't even had coffee yet. It's my life and my choice okay Charlotte this isn't about me this is your stuff admit it you're being very judgmental I'm dripping all over my bathroom and you're calling me judgmental and if you have a problem with quitting your job maybe you should take it up with your husband see there it is your husband there's nothing wrong with having a husband Charlotte I'm hanging up (gasps) Don't you dare hang up and 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 then Stop saying Charlotte like that I am quitting my job To make my life better and do something worthwhile Like have a baby and cure AIDS Oh You're gonna cure AIDS Good for you Charlotte Just don't be too disappointed if all you wind up with Is a pretty ceramic mug with Trey's name on it Take that back I'm hanging up Don't you dare hang up I'm interviewing girls to replace me And I really need you to get behind my choice You get behind your choice. I am behind my choice. I choose my choice. Charlotte, I don't have time for this. I have to go to work. Some of us still have to go to work. I choose my choice. I choose my choice.
1: Whoa. I wrote simply here, this is the best acting on the show to date.
0: It's so good.
1: And it's really hard, you know, as an actor, a thespian myself. (laughs) I've just heard many actors say this to do phone call scenes. Oh, like I just have to, and I'm sure maybe they were like, one of the big things actors will say is, is it's so helpful to have the other actor on the phone. Like that Mm -hmm. isn't always the case um, because you don't, some actors aren't generous enough to want to work on a day. They don't absolutely need to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, I imagine these two were on the phone with one another, or sometimes they'll even be on set off camera acting with them. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to know if they were because I think it would be nearly impossible for them to give this great of a performance without someone there to act on. Not that – I'm sure both of them are incredibly capable of doing it. But I just think this is so good. Also, I think Miranda would be ready for work by 8.15. I'm surprised that she – should she, be at work by 8.15. Yeah, like she's
0: like – or at least getting out the door.
1: <laughs> she is like uh, freshly shot. I was like, this doesn't seem like Miranda.
0: No, but – I have to say like I I get what Miranda is saying, but she's like being such an ass. No. You don't.
1: <laughs> I mean, I get what she's saying in the sense, but when you're I just think that when your friend is clearly calling you and asking you for their support your support, just give it to them. Like it's not like leaving your job is something harmful. She's not, not. No, she is saying. First of all, I don't know that Charlotte needs to work. Like, I don't know that this gallery job is paying her that much. Like, Charlotte's a trust fund baby. She owned her apartment before. Yeah. Like, so it's not like this is um. Charlotte is giving up um, some job that is uh, deeply no, Of course, it is deeply important to her and giving her a sense of identity. Mm-hmm. But she is leaving a sense of identity to get another one right? Yeah. Like, it's not like she is um giving something. She's not being, it is not out of the blue. This is not Carrie saying, this is not Carrie at the end of season six saying I am leaving the column and moving to Paris. Paris. And even then, I'm like, can you fucking chill, Miranda? Like, let this bitch live. She's yeah, a writer. Miranda she can go a- be a writer somewhere else. It-
0: Miranda has a really hard time with women not working, and she has a hard time with women who are in relationships and are and, married, frankly, and,
1: she, and allowing people to have things that she doesn't want, mm-hmm. that or that she like wanting things that she doesn't want. Mm-hmm. I, I hope I said that correctly. She
0: can't like understand like, it.
1: Her work is so deeply important to her, mm-hmm. so she can't understand why anyone else would like just quit their job. That doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. Yeah,
0: and I think especially when Charlotte said, like Trey suggested, I quit my job. I think that was just well, like
1: are you fucked? Sweetie, me? when you marry mm-hmm. a man like Trey, they're gonna suggest that.
0: Right. Like <laughs> and it doesn't it's not as far off from Charlotte's like personality. Or like, her path.
1: You... Like right. Right? Charlotte to me has always come off as someone who was when she decided to have kids, she would choose to work in her home. Mm-hmm. And that is an okay and valid choice. Mm-hmm. Um and frankly, I think if we were a little bit later in our cultural discourse, if we were in, an, in just like that world, that judgment... Well, actually, I think the judgment might still be there for Miranda. For and sure. that would be a good thing because that would be true to her character. I did write down three references or allusions that kind of came to my mind. A, and You've Got Mail, Tom Hanks' character, Joe Fox, has this, I, and I feel this way often, where he says... Sometimes saying the thing that you want to say in the moment isn't as great as you think it is. Mm -hmm. And I think Miranda is such that person of like, yep, I said it. And now later I might feel bad. But it is truly like you asked me this question. You called me and asked for support. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, what you're saying is incredibly harmful. Right. You and I kind
0: of talked about that in the beginning of this episode. We were like how you say things when you feel them. Sometimes it's always not the best. And you
1: can, you gotta work on tempering that.
0: Who?
1: Every, no, I just mean in general, people who oh, are that yeah. way. If you are capable of thinking, if in the moment you can think of a zinger or something that is hurtful to someone, <laughs> like, oh, go call, go talk to her about your husband. Or yeah, some that of was us tough. still have to go, some of us still need to work. Yeah. If your brain works quick enough to do that, you gotta slow it down
0: yeah like, you got if you're candace dillard bassett
1: you, you work, my life's work is basically stopping myself from saying the things that come to my mind i'm like that's not you don't need to share that with everyone that is really weird
0: <laughs> yeah it's good that you you had that level of self-awareness
1: and then i thought of um again deep in season 10 of grays the idea Oh
0: wow a lot of grays references today
1: I think Christina have this huge fight about their careers and Meredith choosing motherhood. And at one point she, they Christina says to her and you became the, per- you became the thing we made fun of. Yeah. And that's what she says here. You're treating me like one of those. W- Charlotte says, you're treating me like one of those women we hate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, Charlotte has to understand that like when you were being privy to those jokes around the brunch table. You really did want those things and you Mm should have stood up for those women a bit more.
0: Exactly. Because that's the thing. Charlotte always was going to be one of those women that they talk about. And
1: she. And by the way, we should say, are secretly jealous of.
0: Yeah. Like
1: a lot of the kind of us versus them conversations on this show are really rooted in jealousy Mm -hmm. and of like. Hater behavior. When they're like, oh, these girls don't. Oh, my God. Those girls who get married to the guys who have um, initial are, um, Roman numerals after their names. It's
0: like, bitch, you wish. You,
1: yeah. Like a lot. Like you guys want to be married. Well, with the exception of Samantha, who, I by the way, I think more often than not is like, I don't care if those those bitches can do what they want. I'm going to do what I want. Oh, yeah. She's that. like
0: the one that really doesn't care.
1: And then, of course, I thought of Mona Lisa's smile when they're talking about choice. <laughs> And the great scene in that movie where um, now Julia Stiles says the women's movement was about choice. I can choose to stay home and be a mother if I mm-hmm. want. Like one, we shouldn't be sacrificing both. But I do also understand Miranda's point of pitch. It is fifteen. I did not. I'm not talking about the women's movement.
0: Can you imagine? <laughs> I know. No, that's the thing. And I think that that is this honestly was a very progressive, I feel, conversation for the time because I feel like feminism at this time it was just viewed as like one thing like oh you know women need to work like women shouldn't stay home and now i feel like it's much more of like a spectrum
1: well, it's new. We've hopefully created more nuanced Lots, versions right. of feminism that hold space for intersectionality about right. like multiple different types of women's experiences to include trans folks and non-binary mm-hmm. people, and also that like choosing to work within your home is valid and important. And frankly, if we didn't have people that, is working... what you choose. And if we didn't have women working in the home, we would not have like a society. Right. Or, and I shouldn't say women, but people in general, to include non-binary people and those rare men who do choose to work in the house, also. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's all about nuance. But Miranda is not a nuanced person.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> not at all. She is
1: black and white. And I honestly think Charlotte is a bit more nuanced <sighs> than most than most of these women.
0: She is, and you kind of don't. Maybe expect she should it be the protagonist her. of the show she needs to write a column yeah. i'd love to hear
1: her thoughts i'm sure she'd be i'd uh, probably ha- has to
0: go to an indian cooking class it
1: would have she a lot African less African dance editing class, class. It well that's just like white savior nonsense charlotte's oh, just true. flipping through the new york times like "Ooh, this looks like something fun in the bronx <laughs> that's
0: true that's true
1: i will be calling a car service to pick
0: <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs>
1: But then she finds this little mini version of herself. What did you think of this girl?
0: So what annoying, a trip. but the perfect. Yeah, the perfect cat like casting, but the
1: worst person. I do think Charlotte needs to work on her interview skills. She was literally. Oh like, my god, you she was like, "So, those... no
0: girl, do you have any questions?" Um, like...
1: I'm hiring you, just so you know. <laughs> I understood the scene needed to be short, but it seemed like she asked her two things.
0: I know, and was just like, "Wow, you're hired." Do you have any questions for me? Like, Charlotte.
1: I maybe? really do yeah. love the final beat, though. Of You're 22. What do you know about life? Oh. Yeah. Something I've thought often. And by the way, said to myself when I was 22 almost every day.
0: I also love where she is just like, <laughs> where she goes, I'm on the board of the Lenox Hill uh, Pediatric AIDS, AIDS
1: Society. Yeah. <laughs> And the girl's like, bitch, no, you're not. I know.
0: She's like, okay. I can't wait to take your job. job.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Get out of here. Um, But again, I love, I know we talked about this last week, but I would really, I'm really hoping in Just Like That season two, we have a storyline focused on Charlotte's career. That is kind of what I want more than anything. Mm -hmm. I do really appreciate thinking back to Just Like That season one, that at least we layer in Charlotte's love and knowledge of art. We find out she's on the me bored of the i think the mom of either moma or yeah. or the guggenheim i can't remember which one but some art museum mm-hmm. and that she's able to aid ltw against her mother-in-law through Love her knowledge through her knowledge of art and we've seen charlotte expand her knowledge there that she has this um understanding of black artistry mm-hmm. um and one thing i i really hope woke charlotte Woke Charlotte. One thing I really hoped for, though, in season one of In Just Like That is when Miranda was having her awakening, her racial awakening, um, and kind of she was having her burgeoning and kind of harsh beginnings with uh, Dr. Nia Wallace. Yeah. I really was always hoping for a scene in which Miranda would say something to Charlotte and Carrie, like, you need to do better. And this is like what's going on in this world. And Charlotte could just turn and say, like, I actually have a Black friend. Yeah. Like, just as an FYI, like, I'm not forcing my professor to talk to me about her fertility.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, oh God, and of just course, like Charlotte did
1: so knock on like that black woman's door and was like, Your letters were like, Yeah.
0: I, yeah, she kind of lost her and mind. Just
1: like, that was really that girl. Yeah. God, 2022's been, can you believe that was 2022 or was that 2021?
0: It was both, but it was majority, I feel like 2022.
1: Yeah, it was. we were January, February. Yeah, you're right. December, January, February.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Wow, we really went through it.
0: We really did.
1: Speaking of going through it. Mm. (laughs) Let's get into Carrie. Let's
0: get into Carrie and Aiden. Mr. Shaw. He is.
1: This episode opens in the most disgusting way I've ever seen. That... That
0: is that when we are are we checking in with ourselves right now.
1: <laughs> holding back. I don't even know what to say. I'm see again guys, it is good to hold back. Mm-hmm. There are things that i like to say now that I know I shouldn't say and that is about a fictional character. <sighs> that mauva man on top. We
0: of her. yeah, the scene opens and they're Coming. fucking
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, he the humming. Like an old radiator.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he does. Mm-hmm. And big calls and big is such
1: <laughs> that's fucking Aiden guys.
0: He's such a fucking menace. He's like, Hey babe.
1: No, hold on. I've got um I've got what Do I've you got have a- written oh. down. What's shaking, baby? I'm <laughs> sorry, big, what the fuck? I was tired of both of these men. You got one no, radiator and you got that what's shaking baby? Give thing me a call on so back in town honey girl. I'm like are you a 1940s <laughs> gangster?
0: He remind No, when you said that it reminded me of the guy that lived in Samantha's building. That was like Oh, Len? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm keeping you on community, community watch. watch. <laughs> what's shaking baby? Meet me uptown. He's like got a you cigar a Like
0: Chris, Chris big is such a fucking menace like he's so crazy (laughs) leaving these messages on her answering machine just like being insane
1: also i can and again and i don't want to hear it because we are beautiful and so young what are these crazy ass machines that are just leaving voicemails and everyone's hearing them
0: what do you mean? I just
1: have never once in my life encountered these machines other outside of television. I've never known anyone to have a voicemail machine that's just read to just is saying them out loud. I understand them to exist only through television. Wait. None You've never
0: say that. I'm like, wait, now I don't know what's true and what's not.
1: I mean, I understand that they exist, but what is the appeal of having one other than screening, which Carrie talks about? Is mm-hmm. that she'll wait to hear the voicemail? But then can't you just listen to the voicemail later? Like, I, there is no point in which I would want to be roaming around my home, hear the phone ring, and then have to hear the person who's calling me. Especially like
0: your ex yeah. calling and saying, What's shaking, baby?
1: I just don't understand the appeal of this machine. Just don't answer your phone like all of us do
0: Well she didn't answer the phone
1: No I just mean in general right Like The feel of it is that you can screen You can screen by just simply listening to the voicemail And then calling the person back After you hear who it is Mm -hmm. Who wants to just hear a voicemail out loud At any given point during your day I don't know Sounds like a (laughs) literal nightmare Including this moment When you got a radiator jangling Oh
0: yeah (laughs) And you got Aiden on top of you.
1: There's no because... passion between these two. Not it looked an like the mecha- It looked like the mechanic sex she has with Burger later. Yeah. Like it was giving the exact same energy to me. She seemed completely like divested from it. Even-, Even before the call. I didn't hear any moaning. It didn't look like he was doing shit.
0: No, I'm like, she's a fuck Brad. He needs <laughs> someone needs to steal her taxi and get her.
1: Yeah, like, at least going. Brad is, like, moving around. He's
0: giving Samantha the time of her life.
1: I just felt like, oh, my God. This... That
0: sad missionary position this... where he's, like, literally suffocating her.
1: He's so much bigger oh than her, which God. which we know she likes, or we will find out she likes in season five when she says, I miss the weight of a man on top of me when mm-hmm. she goes to. So clearly she likes a bigger gentleman. So maybe that's why she and Berger never really. She likes a bigger boy.
0: Yeah, she does.
1: And look, as someone who is both a bigger boy himself and enjoys one, it's like, yeah, great. But at the same time, this scene really disgusted me. And for it to be the first thing I saw, not since, not since uh, Brady was fucking that fish tank. <laughs> yeah, have I been so like? Ah!
0: No, it it was disgusting. It was a shock. And I don't like that she called it making love. Would she called it that, he was like, We just continued to make love.
1: But you know what? That is what the two of them do. And
0: honestly, if I was Aiden although they make and love- I heard that text message, we would end up having It was a the- voicemail. Or sorry. <laughs> the millennial jumped out at me. <laughs> I meant voicemail. When
1: I heard that Instagram DM <laughs>
0: When I saw that TikTok.
1: When I saw that Tumblr.
0: (laughs) No. So if I was Aiden and that happened to me, I would be like, I'm going to rock her fucking world. Like, I would literally be like, we're not having missionary sex. Like, we he's got to show the fuck up.
1: He did not.
0: If her ex is calling,
1: you can't just be like her ex that was balls deep in her not six months ago in this bed.
0: Right. Like I so the fact that Carrie's like oh I had to work to have an orgasm like the fact that Aiden wasn't just like used that as fuel to be Aiden like I'm gonna show her the best
1: time in the bedroom No, he's a literal flop
0: he's a sack of potatoes
1: he's giving what was that Pokemon that just like flopped Jigglypuff? around <laughs> no it was like a fish and it just like flopped around I don't know I don't remember its name, but he was flopping like that he, Pokemon.
0: Yeah, he's such a flop.
1: Magikarp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. <sighs> Why do you know that? I
1: don't know. I do love Pokemon. I oh, bought you a little. Do? I do. I bought a little Game Boy during the pandemic.
0: You did.
1: Yeah, I bought a lot of shit during the pandemic to bring me joy. Okay, like that's a Game we, Boy. We need to
0: unpack that at a different time because this is fucking crazy to me.
1: But then, so she can tell, kind of that things are off with Aiden because mm. he they she wakes up the next day and he's she's not able to get into his little nook, which is so disgusting. That nook, if you think his taint smells bad, his <laughs> that uh, the upper area can't be much better.
0: No, this man he does not use cologne. He does not use deodorant. We know no. he smells Nash- like sawdust.
1: Sawdust and like cheap beer like coarse light like a
0: horse worse than a course Light. we're talking paps blue ribbon a
1: skunked paps blue ribbon it's yeah it's
0: just a stinky fuck
1: but then he's being so fucking outright rude the next morning she's she,
0: so nasty to her she
1: goes to get juice and he's like you went out looking like that yeah she's carrie bradshaw she often looks batshit insane i thought that <laughs> was one of our better outfits <laughs>
0: And it was simply just a bra and a skirt yeah. and a maxi skirt.
1: I was like, honestly, she's looked a lot worse. She's,
0: we've seen her and we actually see her, and in we one see her of my looking least... that
1: shit insane later.
0: I was just going to say, I was like, we literally no, see an, her in my an, least favorite outfit of all time. There's an
1: outfit that comes later this season that is my least favorite Carrie outfit.
0: I'm excited to figure out which one it is.
1: Green skirt and diaper out the ass. She's got. You hate that. She's got a white top. It's when she has dinner no, it's, with Big. I
0: know exactly what it scene is you're talking the, about.
1: She's got like feathers coming out her asshole that look like a big ass.
0: Wait, python. I love that outfit.
1: I hate it so. Much.
0: I hate the outfit that's in this one.
1: Um, but so I thought she looked amazing. But and oh. when Sam, I have written here, Aiden oh. is an abusive piece of shit. When he slaps on her nicotine patch. Yeah. It just he's so much bigger than her the way it, and it seemed like it seemed like that would really hurt.
0: I know and he was like just wanted to put I'm it like on sure good it and tight. On really
1: tight. Then she tries to talk about talk about what happened and he's like what the fuck <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know and she's literally like shook. She like doesn't like men are so scary.
1: Terrifying. Put Aiden in Love is Blind, honestly. Honestly, get him in the pods. He was giving big Cole energy.
0: Major Cole and Matt
1: energy. <laughs> yeah, no, not, actually not my sweet baby boy, Cole. He was giving Matt energy. He Matt. was giving Barnett. He was giving Barnett Oh energy. wait, was that his name? No, bartice
0: oh Bart, oh my god that fucking clown um (laughs) no aiden is literally abusive like mentally and emotionally too
1: and then he's and then she offers to walk pete which like
0: and he's like come on carrie you know walking the dog isn't your favorite thing to do no shit it's not her favorite thing to do
1: your dog sucks and is ugly i hate your dog (laughs) sorry to the pete lovers and there's no one who loves dogs more on this god green earth than me
0: it's so true
1: So, like, I don't want to hear it from you fucks.
0: You pedophiles.
1: He says he's going out with the boys, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. She shows up to scout, and we meet the true villain of Sex and the City Season 4, Shayna. Shayna. Because Shayna's my favorite character on the show.
0: Shayna is...
1: An unhinged woman.
0: I love her
1: the She's way she horrible. gives zero fu- like if oh. a man's girlfriend walked in while I was talking to him
0: and you were leaning over the bar showing your little titties
1: my titty witties
0: yeah your titty witties
1: <laughs> these are my breasts <laughs> I would be I would be so instantly kind of sweet and like so nice to meet you, Carrie. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I've heard so much about you. I would mention a fake boyfriend that didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like I would be- I'd be, be
0: married. I would be like, I have a husband. I'd
1: be like, oh my God, I don't wear a wedding ring. Oh, it was so big. He loves me so much. I love him. <laughs> We're actually buying a house in the Hamptons. Like shit would come out that would be so false just to make it seem, just to ensure just that to this ensure, woman right. knew Get that I was reassuring. not flirting. Shayna is like, Yo, can you get the fuck out of here? I was actually about to fuck your boyfriend behind this bar right now.
0: <laughs> like dead ass. She was like, she's like, two Zs, three Z's, and then
1: what's next- and then Aiden that dumb asshole's like, what's four is called. What's four is it called when you go down, little river? I hate this guy. <laughs> Do you remember when he I goes yee-haw? Guy. He well, gets a
0: three Zs to go see.
1: I I could I blocked that out because when <laughs> he so- when she strolled up and he said, <laughs> What's no puzzle cat? I, I wanted to jump out of my own him. skin. I hate this I man.
0: I hate him. He said, "What's new, pussy what's
1: cat?" New, what's new, pussy cat?
0: I just got that long ass ponytail, and then <sighs> this... he goes, "Yeehaw!" And then Shayna and then
1: oh, I can hear it. Mm, yeah, yeah. Come on, Prospect Pete.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know, Carrie's like, "Where are all the guys? Where's Steve?"
1: Steve went out to get a fucking Dana? burrito, apparently. Carrie's like, hi, Does I'm bar Perry. not have food? Steve ran out think, to get a burrito? I don't Steve think, is so disgusting. I
0: don't think that bar could have a kitchen up to code. Let's yeah, be probably real. serves, like,
1: Utz potato chips and, like, <laughs> um, food and pizza they order in from, like, across yeah. the way.
0: Yeah. But then she goes, hi, I'm Carrie. And she goes, oh...
1: Honestly, we talk a lot about the face girl, but Carrie found dead at that. Oh, oh, Nina Katz gave Carrie something. Shayna really killed Carrie when she was just like, Oh, yeah, I know exactly who you are. You fucked your ex boyfriend in that hotel while this man was um, uh, cleaning we your floors. She- Shayna was like, Oh, bitch, I've heard about you. And then you told him on the day of your friend's wedding.
0: Yeah, she was not playing around. She really wasn't. She, uh, Carrie was literally, literally found out in a ditch.
1: And so dead. instead of just reading this man for filth and slapping him and then killing Shayna, which is what I would have done.
0: Oh, my God. Or when the part, oh, my God, when Carrie goes, he took care of my friend today. Like, Shayna doesn't give a fuck.
1: And Shayna does not give a flying <laughs> fuck. This is <laughs> why this like, woman is okay. coming from such a place of power. Yeah. Shana has big Samantha energy.
0: They would. Tina yes. is such a Samantha. She is such a Samantha. <laughs> she is.
1: So then she has already agreed to deal with Pete and she's walking here with Samantha. And I love Samantha in this episode because she's just like, look, you might not never get back in that nook. He's never going to forgive you. And now his dog is shitting on the street. Mm. I'm leaving. <laughs>
0: like... Yeah, literally having explosive diarrhea on the
1: street. Um... So she has to put a diaper on this dog. I would literally never. <laughs>
0: Well, and she's in that heinous outfit. I hate this
1: outfit. Oh, no, the one I hate. No, but let's talk about this in fashion. Okay. Let's get through the rest of this. Okay. So she shows up and now she's not at Scout. She's going to Aiden's apartment, I believe, which is where he makes his um furniture. And who's out there again but Shayna.
0: Shayna Marie with, with coffee. coffee.
1: And Carrie snaps.
0: He literally throws the talk at him.
1: So let's listen to that and then close out this episode. Carrie, stop!
2: What are you doing? Toxic chemicals? I'm taking a break. Oh, and and she just happened to be there with coffee. I diapered your dog! You Keep your voice down. What are you doing?
1: Nothing. It's my friend. We're friends.
2: Well, why don't you just fuck her? Then we can both be bad.
1: Nothing happened. I thought about it. Do you want to come in? Too pissed to come in.
2: I hate that he calls here. Nothing's happening, or will ever happen. You have to know that, right? I would never do that to you again. Never.
1: I don't want you to see him ever again.
2: Can't do that. He's in my life. It's not the same way you are, but he is. Aiden, you can't keep punishing me. And I can't keep punishing me. I made a mistake, and I am sorry. And I know that you can't forget what happened, but I hope that you can forgive me. You have to 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 forgive
0: me, Aiden. You have to forgive me. You have to forgive me. You have to forgive me. I will say, Carrie's really annoying.
1: That is SJP's best acting until the first movie i knew you would do this to me
0: i knew you would do this to
1: me you have to forgive me i think of that moment constantly
0: and aiden is like i could have fucked her like okay
1: if a man ever showed up to my door and that's what he started Uh i wouldn't be begging for forgiveness i would be begging for forgiveness in front of a court of law Actually, I wouldn't even beg for forgiveness. I would be like, "No, he had it. It would be straight up. He had Chicago. it coming." Had it coming. Had it coming.
0: <laughs> I truly, I was like, "The men piss me the fuck off because this is like their logic. Sometimes they're dead ass. Like, I could have fucked her, but I didn't. It's like, congrats. What the fuck are you talking about? Congrats,
1: you did what you were supposed to do.
0: Yeah, you're not like you didn't cheat. That's good. <sighs> and."
1: <sighs> I and know. I do love when she says why don't you just fuck us both be bad."
0: I love that part cuz it Which, really just drives her point home.
1: And I do get it though like right when you make mistakes in relationships and you mm-hmm. feel like the bad person and there is this sense of um duality in all things in life right like I'm the good fr- like I'm a good friend and you're a bad friend mm-hmm. like we're constantly trying to navigate and negotiate these extremes when mm-hmm. everything is actually in the middle. It reminds me of a lot. And I have tried to learn this language around when friends and are dating, or even when I'm dating someone and I'm dealing with friends who are talking about. like it's very, I've had many, because I'm very often attracted to the opposite of myself. And I am very um, external with my feelings and emotions. The men I date tend to be a lot more subdued. mm mm-hmm. And so it could be like, oh, he's such a nice guy.
0: Nice guy. And Chris is the, the bad guy. And
1: dad. I'm like, he's, yeah. like, first and foremost, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors because at the end of the day, I do like somebody who can stand up for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just treating everybody like shit and not getting anything back second of all no one's and i've learned it like oh my god your husband is such a nice guy it must be it must be so hard if you're ever mad at him it's like no one is a nice guy right and i think she is like first of all and people themselves
0: as nice guys are the ones you got to watch out for and i
1: want to tell you right now there are no nice men no there are no good men there are no nice men men are meant to be tolerated Mm. and we should all be so lucky that women look at us every day So don't even start this like, oh, he's such a good guy. There are no good men.
2: Mm -hmm. Men
1: are literal garbage. Dressed up in human suits. You cut us open, there are RC Cola cans flying out and just nonsense. Not RC Cola. (laughs) Like, just don't trust men.
0: That's no just fact. and i remember i dated someone who everyone thought was like the nicest guy in the world everybody loved him and sam like you're crazy for acting like this and you're doing this and i was like i remember feeling so fucking insane because i was like he's like not nice like yeah, i don't what he's tolerable like yeah. oh he doesn't like hit me or cheat on me like he's just the nicest guy like no he was a horrible horrible boyfriend
1: And I think sometimes we can really start to live in that space, right? Aiden could be, in the macro sense, if I want to be generous to Aiden, which I do not want to be, but I will be for devil's advocate on this fucking podcast. He is a good person. Right. He has been a literal demon from hell in this episode. So the idea that she's still living in this idea that... um just fuck her so that we can both be bad he has been bad this week mm-hmm. he's broken promises he's been flirting with Shayna. he slapped a, a, a nicotine he's patch on fucking you being
0: nasty and he rude
1: screamed about he screamed in your face basically about your milk like a crazy person he
0: made like, you feel weird about what you wore. Like he's the Korean,
1: yeah, he's crazy. He's a literal monster. This Mm -hmm. episode, and I want to also say to everybody who defends Aiden, I actually have kind of blocked this episode out because when I think of what I dislike about Aiden, I had never really thought about his behavior in this episode. So when I watched it, I was like, wow, this man is that shit insane!
0: Yeah, horrible,
1: and wait, horrible. I don't know if I should say that, but Please, I'm going go ahead. to. We all want to talk about the accidental slap with Petrotsky. All of you want to be in my DMs about that. This
0: this, this is more menacing behavior.
1: Slap was very menacing to me. So menacing. let's talk about that when you all want to come to me about the Russian. My international king.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that eventually.
1: Live in IHOP, International House of Petrotsky. <laughs>
0: you're sick you're so sick
1: so then they ultimately land in what carrie describes as a different place
0: mm-hmm. She's
1: back in the nook and we move yet further into the nonsense of aiden
0: because she does
1: not love this man she hates this man <laughs> she hates him and she, he just hates wants her. Feel,
0: she just wants to feel like closure on what she did and that's what this is. This I'm is not a relationship whole... she's desperately
1: wanted. Do they have a lot of good times in the next? I'm like, when? Before they break up up <laughs> near that fountain, I'm really struggling to remember one time they actually enjoy one another.
0: I, yeah, the upcoming episodes are really not it's, enjoying one another not, at all.
1: It's not next week.
0: No, my favorite episode is next week, though.
1: Um, So let's chat about the fashion I thought Sam looked beautiful in her iconic pink suit as she's mm. running down the street to Brad. Yeah. And then we had my one of my least favorite Carrie outfits is this tight skirt, fanny pack, top, crop top, paper boy cap with her slipped back hair. Oh my God. It's d- when she came with in her long ass Shana, ponytail. I was like, what is going on with this outfit?
0: No wonder Shayna was like, okay I, bitch you are fucking have, nuts
1: I would have hit her with the classic girls line delivered by I believe Amy Schumer did you get dressed <laughs> in the dark
0: yeah it's she looks absolutely fucking crazy
1: it's a real grab like, bag
0: she looks crazy in that scene but also when she drops um, when she sees Aiden and she's with got the Mickey Mouse
1: top on and a paper and a like men's jacket
0: and men's trousers that it seemed to be cropped at the they look to be capris i
1: i thought it was like a capri sun i didn't know what it it was it was
0: bad it's bad it
1: was going every which way yeah but then my last fashion note is Charlotte is fully in a kind of Liz Lemon drag while she's interviewing that girl. At one oh, point, yeah. I paused the screen and walked away, and then I came back and truly thought it was um, Tina Fey. She like, looked oh. a lot
0: like Tina Fey in that scene, like her glasses and her little the, suit.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, I turn. I was like, oh, I didn't realize I was watching an old Thirty Rock episode. And then I was yeah. like, oh no, that's Charlotte. So I would just love to see some kind of world in which Kristen Davis. Tina Fey and Julia Louis-Dreyfus play sisters.
0: I would love that. <laughs> Maybe a holiday movie.
1: So in terms of men, we had Aiden, Brad, and that's it.
0: <laughs> Is that really all we had? <laughs>
1: we, yeah, we had those two men. So you got Aiden and Brad. <sighs> it's a real hard candy Christmas.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going with Big's voicemail. i <laughs> You may have said, what's shaking, baby? But honestly, I can't do these other two.
0: I would. I mean, I'm going to pick Brad.
1: (laughs) And I'm not going to
0: be happy about it.
1: What would you give this out of 10?
0: I would give it a seven, seven and a half.
1: Wow. So I'm just going to put this out there. This is a 10 out of 10 for me. Wow. This is a perfect episode. I oftentimes get very, like, tired of the episodes because I... The day we are, the day we record, I will just put them on while I'm doing things, I do so too. I have them in my bones. Mm-hmm. This one I kept giving my full attention to, and I would watch it truly again right now after having spent a nearly an hour and a half talking about it. Wow, I'm shocked that you gave ten it out of ten. Ten out of ten. I think the. Every storyline is good and is good enough. I actually, as much as I clowned it at the beginning, really love the device of um, Miranda is basically just an agitator.
0: She really is. She's here to like mix it up.
1: She is full on Heath Ledger Joker burning everybody's house down. She is. Samantha is she's just so funny and mm-hmm. I mean yes I'm deeply looking forward to the introduction of Richard Wright sadly it's not next week because I believe she's just fucking a wrestling coach next week to find her mm, orgasms the singlet yeah yeah but I love this app it's a great one and it's
0: it is it's really is one of my favorites and it's it's starting off the arch of some of my favorite episodes
1: and by arch do you mean arc yeah okay Alright guys, oh. thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss Season 4, Episode 8, My Motherboard Myself. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us online. I'm at clewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you?
0: I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram and I'm at Takers All Off on Twitter.
1: Alright, we'll see you next week and uh, hope you had a great New Year's whatever. <laughs> Bye!
0: Bye! Bye.
3: Mahoda Media Production.